It looks like Boston College is going to be in the market for a new AD, their fourth since 2017. We'll get into where Pat Kraft is going, where Boston College could go next, and what this all means for the BC program. All of this in Mark Emmert leaving the NCAA finally. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Locked on Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On Tuesday morning, big news came out about Boston College as Pete Thamel announced that BCAD Pat Kraft is the favorite to land the Penn State job and that a a final announcement will be made by this weekend. Now, Pat Kraft has only been at Boston College for a cup of coffee right now. He took the job in 2020 when Martin Jarman went to UCLA. And this is a bit of a stutter because Kraft, you know, he just I felt like he just got here, first of all. But second of all, Penn State is one of the best programs in the country. As much as you don't like Penn State, you have to admit that with their football program and some of the things that they do, that they have one of the better programs in the country, and it's an it's an ideal job. And Kraft makes a lot of sense. He's a, he's been in Pennsylvania before. He was an AD at Temple. He has a emphasis on football, which clearly at Happy Valley is a a cult. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a major area of focus for their fan base. And so he, you know, he's done a lot since he's been at Boston College in just a year and a half. This is what Pat Kraft has done, and we're almost at two years for Pat Kraft. So yeah, he joined in 2020, and in that time. He announced the new practice facility for basketball. He also extended Jeff Halfley, and he signed a new apparel deal with New Balance for all programs other than football and Under Armour for football. Now, you might go, "Oh, that's not that big of a deal." Whatever. Let's let's take on let's 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 examine those three moves because I think they're bigger than you may think. First of all, the Jeff Halfley move. That, that's kind of, it is what it is, right? Because, um, you know, that is something that he had to have that done. As much as, one of the my biggest gripes with college football fans is the complaining and bellyaching about extensions. Extensions are only for recruiting purposes. That's what they're there for. It's so that Jeff Halfley can do his job. I saw people complaining about it. Again, today, why do they, you know, why is he getting uh, praised when he gave Jeff Halfley uh, an extension. You cannot have a lame duck coach go out and recruit. Plain and simple. As much as you don't think it works that way, that's what the kids see, and that's what other coaches use to negatively recruit against Boston College. Jeff Halfley needs four years. That's what you need on every contract in college football. You need four years so they can go out and say that. Now, the bigger issue is the stuff you'll never see because Boston College is a private school is what was the buyout there? Because if Jeff Halfley starts to flounder, you want to know that maybe Kraft had, you know, gave them a cheap number to get out of. That would be the big move. But we don't know that because they're private and all those numbers never come out. So, you know, a positive there. That's what you got to do, right? Now the bigger moves. Oh, and the indoor practice facility for basketball. This was the biggest move. And this, I think, was the move that solidified what Kraft can do. 
for how many years has fans been, you know, going on about how much they needed a indoor practice facility for this basketball program so they could recruit and they could develop players in a more uh, a more modern sense in terms of fitting in with some of these other ACC schools. It's been going on for years. The power gym is embarrassing, and you can't bring in good recruits when you are showing these things off to them. So Pat Craft, in a year and a half, he secures a huge donation from a private found uh, private donor all along with some extra funding and it's going to go up in the next year or two that is what pat craft can do that is the importance right there and that is why i thought he was excellent the second thing and i don't know the details and again these are the things that we'll never get to know unless he speaks or jim christian speaks was he hammered and fired jim christian real quick right you know one of my gripes with Martin Jarmond when he was here, the former AD, was he let J- Jim Christian stay after some really bad seasons. You all remember that one of the last years of Jarmond's career there, he had Jim Christian. It was one of the worst years BC basketball has had. And he responded with, I'm not going to fire Jim Christian. I'm going to get better nutrition for our players. That was his response. So he didn't have he didn't have the the push to to fire him. Man, Pat Kraft though did it in the middle of the season. When BC basketball in the middle of the COVID era was playing terrible, Kraft he had he swung the axe and and fired his coach. And that was a big move in itself. That was a bold stroke because then he could go out and start looking for his coach. The second bold stroke was hiring Earl Grant. Now, why is that a bold stroke? Because every single one of us, myself, you, the listeners, when they hired Earl Grant, did any of us go, yeah, it's a great hire? No. Jeff Goodman was trashing it. I was skeptical. You were skeptical. And we had every right to be because he was a 500 coach from a school that was not very good at college, Charleston. And now he's coming here. And you're like, why is why are we going for a guy like this when we could go get, you know, John Beeline or Mark Schmidt or any of these other coaches that have had success? It didn't make any sense. But Pat Kraft had vision. He knew what Grant could bring. And that is good leadership. That is a good administrator right there. You know, you know, the the jury's still out on Grant. You know, you definitely saw a lot last year, but I think for the first time in 15 years, there's excitement around BC basketball, and that's all you can ask for right now at this point in year two of Earl Grant, and that is directly because of Pat Kraft. The final piece of what he did was the New Balance Adidas deal. Now, the snarky internet people and the snarky people on Twitter are going to laugh about the New Balance stuff, but they have done, I think, a nice job with the basketball uniform. I love the Gray Heights jerseys for the aways. Love them. I think they're cool. They're unique. They're awesome. They're doing the custom shoes. You know, they've had the ALS shoes. They had custom ACC tournament shoes. The players get to make their own. That is cool. And I think the their dad's shoes years are long behind them. And I think the players themselves thought they were really good. So... I love that, but the part that I love the most was that Under Armour just dropped BC. They just dropped them because their uh, their financials were a complete disaster. They dropped UCLA. They are they dropped another school. I forget which one it was, but they dropped another school. They dropped BC, and they had to get under it. And then BC went out and got two deals, two 
revenue streams, New Balance and Adidas. That, again, is smart leadership. That is exactly what BC needs. They needed someone who does stuff. That he fired Christian. He got the indoor practice facility. He brought in money. He got that donor. He got the New Balance and Adidas deal. Pat Kraft did an excellent job in those few years. And it stinks that he is gone now or reportedly gone. We don't know if it's definitely happening, but when Thamel reports it, again, I say it's always the gold standard, right? That is what a BCAD is about, right? So, you know, it was a perfect no. I thought he did a lot of other little things right, right? The COVID protocols. Like, BC was able to, for football that tw- that year, 2020 season, remember, BC had zero cases during the regular season. That was clutch. How many other teams had to have postponements or, or lost players or whatever? BC had none of that. And that is partially because of leadership. And that is partially because of Pat Craft. So, in a moment, I'm going to talk about what Boston College should look for in their next AD position. And is this really an issue that BC is flying through ADs at a rapid pace? We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, my friends, the Built Bars, oh, we're, we're getting close to beach season here. And if you're like me, you want to get yourself in good shape. And that's why I reach for a Built Bar. And I have mine every afternoon. They are delicious. Have you tried the Puffs yet? I'm telling you, I'm not joking here. The Puffs are one of the best things Built Bars have ever created. They're protein-infused marshmallow, they're fluffy, they're marshmallow They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. They have some great flavors out right now, including the cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They are so good, you got to check them out. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and listen to the nutritional value of a Built Bar. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Look at your candy bars you might eat. The, the Built Bar blows it away, and they taste good. They have some really great flavors of the bars themselves, including mint chopped brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and some uh, special flavors that you can check out on the website. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Boston College your first listen every day. And now it's time for a big announcement. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team, experts, and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, available on Locked On NFL on YouTube and the Odyssey app. So this is Locked On Boston College, A.J. Black here. So Pat Kraft looks like he's heading to Happy Valley. He's going to be the next AD at Penn State. Have to wish him the best. That's obviously a big-time job. Um, And, you know, it obviously is not the best thing when you lose a guy this quick. But now where does Boston College go from here? And where is the the feeling and... Uh, temperature behind this role is is this a dead job is this a a bad job so let's kind of kick this off with some conversations about where bc goes from here first of all is this move an indictment on boston college and i say strongly no it is not boston college right now is not a end destination job at any level other than maybe hockey. And that's only because Jerry York was there. You're going to see soon that that's probably not the case either. BC is not an end job. There's only probably three or four in the country that are like end jobs, right? Alabama, Ohio state, you know, Georgia, 
and you could argue like Texas or USC, right? Those are end jobs. Those are jobs that are destination jobs. At, at any other level, anything else, there's easily room for people to move. I mean, look look at Clemson. Clemson just lost their AD to Miami, right? Boston College does too. And what I would say, someone says, you know, this. I, I got a DM from somebody who gave me their perspective and they said, you know, this is going to be a really hard job to fill. And I, I disagree. You know, yes, Boston College has had four ADs in five years. But if you look at where the school, these program, these two guys, Martin Jarman and Pat Kraft have gone, you can see why BC is going to be an attractive destination. Martin Jarman comes to Boston College as an assistant AD, becomes the AD here, works it up. He he leverages that job into the AD at UCLA, one of the top programs in the country in terms of overall athletics. That is a huge step in the right direction. And as I just said, Pat Craft for Penn State, one of the best football programs in the country. Again, a step up. So, yes, it's been a little bit hectic in terms of player, you know, these ADs going back and forth, but if you're a young up and coming AD, if you're an associate AD at a school like Ohio State, Clemson, you know, Graham Neff was one that was always bound, uh, bantered about from Clemson as possibly a BC uh, connection. If you're one of those guys, why wouldn't BC be attractive? You just saw the two guys that were that preceded you go on to big time jobs. There's going to be a line out the door of Power Five programs, um, G five uh, Power Five assistant ads, excuse me, G five ads, and you know a few others that maybe just want a change in venue to kind of freshen things up. There's going to be some good, attractive candidates, and I'm not going to get into them because honestly, Pat Kraft came completely out of nowhere last year. It anyone who comes up with ad lists are silly because it, it, they they could come from all over the country. But what I'm saying is. That these, this job is now attractive. You do not want what you had three ADs ago, which is Brad Bates, where he leaves and no one really wanted him. He's now doing, what, consulting or something like that? That was a miss, right? That was not what you want to see. You now have two younger coach, uh, ADs that have gone up, so that is a positive. Now, what kind of AD should BC go for next? I've seen people saying, you know, the usual we get is, uh, hire, insert a famous alumni. Hire, I saw Matt Hasselback. I saw Jared Dudley. You know, a whole. Um, someone said to me, Brian Flores. Like, no, you're not gonna hire a BC guy that doesn't have administrative experience because what was the key to craft being successful it was what he was able to do behind the scenes right it was able to get that indoor practice facility for basketball to secure those deals with under armor and new balance to really engage the um the alumni fan base right he was able to do like the the donors excuse me i know he didn't do what jarman did with twitter and stuff like that that's a whole other conversation i'm not going to get into that today um but what he did is he had that administrative experience. It would be an absolute disaster. I saw this another name that popped up. If you brought in Jerry York, there was another one that popped up all over the place. 76-year-old Jerry York, who has been a coach as AD. He has zero like big 
time like structural uh, administrative experience at 76. Like, and the poor dude just wants to retire. Just let him retire, right? So I don't see any of these coaches, uh, like these BC guys, as as viable names. Now, that being said, there's obviously people associated with BC with experience, like Jocelyn Gates, Vaughn Williams, who are now associate ADs elsewhere, or ADs, Vaughn Williams is the AD at Bentley now. Yeah, you can look at those guys. They have experience. That's what you want. But what I want is someone who can fundraise, someone who is experienced with the 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 new the new normal in terms of the NILs, the transfer portal, understanding all of that and making Boston College a strong candidate for these players because BC did a nice job. Credit to what where it's due. BC is right in the midst of all this NIL stuff. As we just saw last week when we had Zay Flowers on or two weeks ago, he got a brand new BMW out of this. B, you know, BC has all these new initiatives for NIL to help these players find things. You look at a school like Syracuse, they don't have anything. They're falling way behind on that stuff. So you need an AD that can fundraise and do things like that. That is what's going to be a successful AD. So to kind of wrap this all up, yeah, it stinks. You wanted Kraft seemed like a good fit for here. And yes, I'm going to go back to, he said it was his dream job a couple years ago. But I mean, let's, let's be honest, folks. What coach hasn't said that and then gone on to something else? It happens all the time. It's part of that marketing and, and coach speak and, and sports speak that you get all over the place. It's kind of that business stuff. You get that everywhere. But he's leaving and, you know, it, it, BC's going to move on and we'll have to figure out. We'll look out to see who, who BC looks for next. I'm sure they're going to have a search committee. You know, Father Leahy and, and the board will put that together and hopefully – they find someone who is a good fit for Boston College because they've hired two in a row now that have been successful. I Some people were saying I was really tough on Jarman. You know, I think I liked what Kraft did better, but I don't I don't think Jarman was a failure. My biggest gripe with him was they didn't can Christian fast enough. Um, but I, I think I think that BC, can if they can go back to the well with what they've been doing, it doesn't matter if these guys stay two or three years. You don't want to see that, but it happens. You want this school to be attractive, and that's exactly what Martin Jarman did. That's exactly what Pat Kraft did. And they left the position better than when they got here, and that's all you can ask for. In our final segment, we'll get into some more uh, administrative news as Mark Emmert is heading out of the NCAA, and Revan Galloway has his new home. We'll get into all that and a little bit more in just a moment. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the part on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? When you have a computer in your pocket with your phone, you can just head over to rockauto.com and save. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why spend this, choose to spend more than 30, 50, or even 100% more when you can head over to Rock Auto, a fan business and safe. They have everything you need, including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure to write Locked On on there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com this is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking Zion Johnson. I know we're going to say, I said we we're going to talk about it today, but 
Hatcraft news, pops like that, you have to talk about it. But we'll talk about Zion tomorrow, and we'll also be joined by John Garcia of SI All-American to talk a little bit more about BC recruiting. I want to hear his thoughts. I know you guys liked that last week. We're going to do it a second time, so check that out. So Pat Kraft was not the only administrator on the move on Tuesday, as NCAA President Mark Emmert is out at the end of the 2023 season. Now, Emmert is a very divisive figure. Uh, he, he has been in charge for over 12 years and has been in in the saddle during some of the most contentious NCAA um, moments in recent history, including all of the, all of the up and downs in terms of um, sanctions and violations, you know, the haphazard stripping of titles, stripping of um, Heisman's, all that kind of stuff. He's been, he was there for that. He was there for their botched COVID response last year or 2020, excuse me, when, no one knew what the heck was going on. There was no central discussion. Everything was kind of all over the place. There, he was part of that. He had no plan for NIL, uh, which is now just basically the Wild West with no sort of structure at all. And he let the transport transfer portal go absolutely haywire. Good job, Mark Emmert. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, I think we need a new um, a new head of the <laughs> that can actually kind of see some of this stuff through now. To be fair to Emirat, I just ripped him pretty hard there. I know. He is kind of in like a meaningless role that takes a lot of darts. Basically, people all throw their anger at him, but he really doesn't have a ton of power. Just the way that the conferences are head up, you know, they're all that kind of autonomous power. The the NCAA sort of is the head head over overarching body, but really, I mean, like the SEC does what they want, the Big Ten does whatever they want. And he just kind of sits there and shakes his head. But that being said, it's the NCAA in college sports needs a new a new vision, and thank goodness Emirates gone, um, because you know with coaching, you know you get all this stuff about coaching um, salaries going out of control while players are getting ripped for finding their new homes. It's it's just it's just crazy. So, uh, not a very good tenure for Mark Emmert. Oh, and playoffs, in the playoffs, this whole playoff system has been a complete botch. So, um, yeah, just one of those things, right? Well, let's let's get away from the administrators because I'm getting tired of talking about Mark Emmerich and Pat Craft and talk about players. Now, Brevin Galloway, former Boston College guard, has his new home, and he's heading back home to Clemson. Now, he played at College of Charleston with uh, Earl Grant before transferring to Boston College. He played a season here. He got hurt uh, and was definitely not the same through the rest of the season. Uh, averaged about eight and a half points a game. His three-point shooting was not very good, which is what you brought him in to do. But he brought a culture here to BC. And his big moment came against the school he's transferring to, Clemson. Remember, they it was their second win, and I apologize to you out there when I said on Twitter it was his first, their first win. It was their second, second or third ACC win. It doesn't matter. It was a big win for BC against Clemson. He had a big three-pointer down the uh, stretch at Little John Stadium in South Carolina in his back home with tons of family and friends there. That was a big moment for him. This is cool. This is really cool for Galloway that he gets to go back home. He gets to play in a Power 5 conference. Clemson, Clemson's going to be rough next year, I think. I, I talked to a lot of people who follow Clemson basketball, and you know, uh, I think their ho- their head coach, Browning, is not going to uh, – Brad Bornell, excuse me, does not have much time left there at Clemson, but hey – you get you, the moment that you get to play for your family and friends at every home game. You can't hate on that. And Brevin Galloway deserves 
he deserves the best. He put all his life and soul into Boston College every moment he was here, whether he was playing or off the court. So good luck, Brevin. Hopefully you have a good final season out there in at Clemson. So this is AJ Black. We'll see you all again tomorrow for another show. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or at LockedOnBC. Uh, we'll see you all again soon. We'll start talking more AD uh, discussions, recruiting. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to get into. And the NFL draft, it's all coming up this week on Locked On Boston College.